Welcome to the podcast arm of the redeemed Christian Church of God, Peculiar People's Parish, based in Regina, Canada. Our mandate is pursuing his purpose, pronouncing his power, and proclaiming his praise. You can subscribe to our podcast channel today, so you never miss an episode of our podcasts. Be blessed by this teaching. Blessing. Blessing is not just money. I've taught us over and over in this church, and I'm saying it again today. Blessing is not just what? Some people have money, they are not blessed. They have money, but they are not blessed. So, blessing is not just money. If all you have is money and you don't have any other thing, you are actually poor. Blessings of God are benevolence, act of favor given by God. James chapter 1, 17 says, every good gift and every perfect gift. Do you understand that? There is good gift and there is perfect gift. It says, all of this come from where? From above. From the Father of light, in whom there is no variableness or any shadow of turning. So, this blessing comes from the Lord. It is the blessings of the Lord that make it rich and hadeth no sorrow. So, we must understand that blessing comes from God. And the book of uh, Psalm chapter 15, verse 14 uh, to 16 says, The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. Ye are blessed of the Lord. Thank God for those who said amen. I'm not just reading the Bible and prophesying on someone this morning. It says, the Lord shall increase you more and more. Do you see that? You and your children. It says, ye are blessed of the Lord, which made heaven and earth. It says, the heavens, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he had given to the children of men. So, God giving you earth is a blessing. It's a blessing. And so we must understand that blessing does not just mean money. Peace of mind, beautiful, pleasant home, blissful marriage, you know, joy in the heart of your children, your blessed around in your, in, your, in your business. You have, you even wake up and you are healed and healthy. It's blessing. Someone said to yourself, I'm blessed. I am blessed. Now, what is covenant? Covenant is an agreement between two or more parties that is sealed with a token. Now, I can make a promise for all I care. You can give me a promise for all I care. If it's not sealed with a token, it's not yet a covenant. You can tell me I'll be in your place as, as simple as it looks, but the moment you, you, we agree together with a token and exchange something, I will say we are making this, to, it turns to a covenant. So, covenant is not just promise. When you Take your wife to the altar, a lady you want to marry or the man you want to marry, and you stand together and you exchange vows. And then you give it a token. <laughs> we all clap and laugh. You may please please the bride. You are giving the token. You, may, this is, you are confessing before the world that this is the person you're going to spend the rest of your life. You are giving a token. And, when, and especially when you now consummate the relationship, you have given a token and it is sealed. So covenant is a sealed agreement. It's a sealed agreement. Now, we can provoke God, God's blessing, not just blessing, but covenant blessing that God will look at you and will say, no, even if you don't want, this will be done. It says, by no two immutable thing, that, I mean, by, that, God, uh, that God cannot lie. It, he called his name, he used his name to make an oath for Abraham just because of 
covenant blessing. He used his name, he called out his name as, a, as an oath for Abraham. Now, what are the ways that we can walk in and also walk in this blessing that we're talking about? And this is why I just want to quickly share with us some few things that the Lord dropped in my heart. The list isn't exhaustive. Uh, there could be many, many, many other ways, but I have these five. And I don't know, wherever time uh, helps us today, we stop. Number one is fellowship, intimacy with God, spending time with God. That's one way to actually drive your love into the heart, warm yourself into the heart of God. Fellowship. See what I mean by this? Many of life generally is noisy. Life, there are a lot of things happening calling for attention. But when we make up our mind as human beings to say, I want to start spending quality time just in God's presence. Do you know that God honors it? God honors time of fellowship, time of intimacy. And I say here that the longer, the better. The longer, the better. Does it really mean I should sit down six hours? Sit down six hours. When God starts seeing you doing this over and over, some persons will take holiday in their workplace to go and enjoy and move around and vacation. Do you know you can take holiday to stay in God's presence? I'm taking vacation. And I say, where are you going? I'm not going. I'm going to the presence of my father. I want to lock up the door and stay in God's presence. When you come the first day, God will watch. Do you mean what you're doing? When you come the second day, he will look at you and say, mm, okay, maybe he has something he's asking for. When you come the third day, God will come closer. Are you sure? When the Lord sees that you are serious, he establishes his covenant and he starts meeting with you. Do you know that that place becomes an altar? And even the day you miss it, I have happened before that I miss it. Do you know God will be waiting for you there? God will be waiting for you there. One day I was so tired. I, I used to wake up at a certain time at night and all of that. I was so tired and I looked at the time I was going to sleep. I said, it is practically impossible for me to wake up this time. I said, but you know what, Lord? If you want me to wake up and fellowship with you. I call it intimacy with God. It's on my phone. I said, if you want me to wake up, you will wake me up. And I will be strong and good. I say, it does not matter how long I sleep. But what I need is freshness. I want to wake up fresh. God is my witness. Exactly that time. Exactly that time. As if I had a palm on my body. And I just opened my eyes. I said, Lord, you are faithful. You are faithful. I stood by I said, let's, let's have the time together. And I went to my usual place. Now, what am I saying? When you continue to do this, heaven will continue to honor that moment with you. And as the heaven honors that moment, before you know it, these are places where God gives you revelation of himself that no other person will teach you. It is better to experience it than to be taught, my brothers and sisters. I challenge us today, as brethren in this household, let us Great time. Start with five minutes. Dedicate it to God, not phone. No phone, no talking to anybody. Increase it to 10 minutes. Increase it to 15 minutes. Move on to the next one to 30 minutes. You continue to grow in it. As you enjoy that moment of fellowship, you will see yourself staying there all day. And somebody will be wondering, we did not see you. Did you travel? No, I did not travel. I'm indoor with my father. When you do that consistently, you can bath I mean, about yourself, the name that will work for you forever. Is somebody following me? Now, the scripture says that 
Enoch walked with God in Genesis chapter 25, for example. I mean, Genesis chapter 5, verse 22 to 24. In fact, I'd like to read that. He said, Enoch walked with God. And, and I don't want to rush wherever God helps us to stop today, we'll stop. Uh, and then we'll continue some other time. But it says, Enoch walked with God. Why is he saying it twice? In verse, Genesis chapter 5, verse 22, the scripture says that an Enoch walked with God. After he begged Methuselah 300 years and begged sons and daughters, and all the days of Enoch were 365 years. I call it 365 days of work for 365 years. What is perfect squared life? That's the way I look at the life of Enoch. He lived 365 years per year, I mean, per days per year, and 355 years of his life. Perfect squared, working with God. And the Bible says that he begged Methuselah. Now in verse 24, the scripture repeated it again. And Enoch walked with God, and it was not. For what? For God took him. They were so close in relationship. They were so much in intimacy that God says, you have stayed too much here. Let's go to where I stay so that we can live together. I, I can't, I can't. God is jealous about us. And God wants us to stay with him. In fact, he wants that fellowship more than what you want. He wants it more than, more than you want. Someone, somebody once says that if you stay longer in God's presence, the world will look for you. If you stay longer enough in God's presence, the world will, will look for you. Somebody say, if you can burn in God's presence, the world will gather to see your light. We are asking God, give me light, give me light. Stay in his presence. That is where light is. The scripture said the secret of the Lord is with them. Psalm 25 verse 14. It's with them that fear him and he will show them his covenant. People who fear him. How do you show you fear him? You stay with him in fellowship. Now, in Psalm 34 verse 5, said they look unto him and were radiant. They were enlightened and their faces were not ashamed. If we stay long enough in God's presence, we will become like him. Of course, 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 teaches us that we become what we behold. So you behold God long enough, you translate into him. You know, one day I was wondering, my time is really running. I was wondering, what would Moses be doing in God's prayer for 40 days, 40 nights? You think he was praying? No, church, let's talk. You think he was praying? I mean, Pastor, sir, is it, do you think he's praying, sir? I'm trying to, I've been thinking about this thing. I said, so, okay, what is he praying about? I was imagining that God was just, Moses, yes, sir, good morning, morning, sir. Okay, how are you doing? I'm fine, sir. Okay, let's sit down together and discuss those Israelites. Let's talk about those journey. Did you see what I did to Pharaoh? Yes, I see, Lord. He said, okay, let's forget about it. Let me take you to my kingdom. Moses was in God's presence on that mountain all alone by himself for 40 days, 49. What was he doing? He was relating with God. In, playing, relating, just, it's got to four day, God will look at him, oh boy, you need to go now, your people are looking for you. You know, there was a time that God did not want to release him, and God said, ah, go, the people you are, you are brought here, that was the time he gave him the law. But another time he went again, there was no law, just come, come. Ah, may we have time of fellowship with him. You see, it's so interesting, I was wondering, I said, what will Moses be doing? I can't imagine Moses going hungry in God's presence. Because the glory of God is enough more than food. I can't imagine Moses saying, I, I miss my sleep. Because in God's presence, there is no night and day. He was in the presence of the king, of the creator of heaven and earth. No wonder he was able to write all those things that were behind, that he has, when, before he was born. All of those things were being, and Moses were able to put them down. And no wonder he said, God, show me your face. Show me your glory. 
it was in God's presence, fellowship. So first way that we would, that I understood, you know, that I know to have to provoke covenant blessing, that God will see you and say, no, your, your family, your generation is blessed forever. His true fellowship. Some people told story of Apostle Babalola when I was listening to on YouTube. They said it was a man that dedicated himself to holiness. And then whenever he went for his work, he dedicated to holiness and to separation. That's what we call separation. Separate time away from people, from the noise and bustling and hustling of every of the city. He would go into the bush because he was driving, he was riding on tractor, was a tractor operator. And he was there just separating time. He enjoys those moments more than when he was in the city or at home. So, and he was in one of those situations that he was and enjoying the fellowship with God and the presence of the Lord came to him. I will send you. I will send you. Where do you think David struck connection with God? Well, it was with the sheep. Away from everybody. Staying in the wilderness all by himself. When everybody else was busy with something else, he was busy relating, interacting with God. Fellowship is key, brothers and sisters. We need to understand this if we truly want to provoke covenant blessing. Find time one day. That's what I'm challenging us to do. Because after every message, let's pick something. Find time one week and say today... It's my tarry time with God. It can be night, it can be day, it can be any time. Find time one week. Every day also. Even if it's five, ten minutes, you can walk away and take a walk. And say, what are you doing? I'm meeting with God. Some of us can do two hours. Some can do three hours. It's not necessary that, oh, yeah, it has, but it has to be increasing. That's how you grow a relationship. Of course, if you meet a, a, a damsel for the first day, let me have your number. You have number. By the time you are talking of relationship, you want to spend time with the damsel. By the time you are talking of marriage, Abba, you are dying there. Do you understand what I mean? You are staying there. They call you They say, I don't have time for everybody. I'm here. Why? Because the love grows and the fellowship grows. Same way is with God. The love for God grows. As the fellowship grows, many of us are praying, God, increase my love, increase my love. Let's increase fellowship. Let's increase fellowship first. You will see that that will bath the love of God in your life. Number two that I have here is giving, giving. Honoring God with our substance and resources. Giving. Now, Solomon did this. In the book of 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 1 to 9, Solomon gave to God so much that God visited him that night. In 2 Chronicles chapter 1, verse 6, 6 to 13, Solomon gave to God. In 2 Chronicles 7, 5 to 7, the Bible gave an account of Solomon's giving as well. Now, he gave so much that God visited him. Do you know that all the promises God made to Solomon were made in dreams? There was no time God appeared to Solomon with wings or angel or anything. He appeared to Solomon twice and it was in dreams. And what God said to Solomon in dreams came to pass and fulfillment in his entire life. He struck a covenant blessing with God. He gave so much that the Bible says the altar could not even contain it. We read it in the Bible. I don't have time now to go through, but I've given you the passages. You can check it at home. First Kings 3, 1 to 9. Second Chronicles 1, 6 to 13. Second uh, Chronicles 7, 5 to 7. You can see all of that. Now, Solomon gave so much that God blessed him abundantly. He said, what do you want? And God struck a covenant with him. That I will bless you in, so, in such a way that no other person on earth will have experienced the kind of blessing you will experience. Why? He gave to God. 
Bishop Boyedipo of Winners Chapel said some times ago that he went to church and, and, and there was a need in the, in the house of the Lord. He drove his beetle car there. And when, he, when, when, they, when they talk and talk about this need, he just said, oh Lord, what? He just went to the front and dropped the key of his car and was trekking home. And was trekking home. He said while he was trekking home, the Lord said to him, David, my son. Said, yes, sir. Even if you want to be poor, it's too late. May the Lord lift us up. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now, giving. Let me quickly point some things out in giving. There are differences between giving because it is instructed. This is classified as obedience. You will get blessed for that. It's part of what I was going to share today, but I can't go further too much now other than this part. Now, there are giving that, is, that are instructed. And when you, when you obey those ones, it is called obedience. You get reward for obedience. But also, there are giving that you do. They are not instructed. They were out of love for God and for humanity. They are out of love for the kingdom, even though they are not instructed. But I tell you, such giving brings blessing. Now, look at it. Your tithe and offering is instructed, right? Seed, first fruit, all that kind of things are instructed. But when it comes to generosity, when it comes to just, you just look at a brother in the church, you just say, I feel like blessing with this $20. It might be the last you have, but God will not leave you to, to have the last. He's going to always continue to replenish the pocket because you are a giver. Or you just look around and say, oh, there's this need in the house of the Lord. Let me just take care of it. You tell nobody you just brought the, you just solved that problem. Nobody is asking you to do it. And if you don't do it anyways, nobody is going to ask you. All of that kind of giving brings about abundant blessings. And I want to encourage us. The, uh, the word of our God, of our Lord Jesus Christ in Acts chapter 20 verse 35 says, It is blessed to do what? To give than to receive. It is blessed to give than to receive. We can provoke covenant blessing by giving. We are saying these things so that we will walk in them. Not just hear them and have them in our head. No, that we will walk in them. That today we make up our mind to say, I will start giving. I will start you know, living a life of a giver. I don't have to wait for people to say it. We have church building going on. A family just walking and say, Pastor, you know what? We'll take care of all the sound system. That was not instructed. That was not commanded. But they felt in their spirit that, oh, we're going to take care of the old sound system of, the, of this building. What, what, that's the way to provoke. Do you think that God will allow such person to be, to be in need? He knows how to put kingdom blessing in their hands because he knows what they will do with it. He knows that they will give it out and release it when God needs it. Giving is one way. Now, giving is... And it shall be, I mean, the scripture says, give and it shall be given unto you. In Luke chapter 6, verse 38. It's a principle of life. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Now, when Holy Spirit was telling me this, it says money is not only what we can give. Money is not just all that we can give money. No, that's not what we're saying. Clothing, items, shoes, wristwatch, whatever. I mean, things that people can put on. Apart from all these material things, do you know you can also give kindness? You can give love. You can give respect. Many people don't respect people and they want people to respect them. Many people are not kind, yet they want people to be kind to them. I've had people before say, oh, they did not come in that church. I'll ask you how many people have you even call yourself. Tell me. The Bible says the measure you, which you gave shall be given back to you. Some will say they did not celebrate my birthday. They are celebrating everybody's birthday. Did you say hello? 
You did not. So when is your time? Nobody is saying it. Oh, you are now hungry. You shouldn't be hungry. It is what you give that you get. That is a principle of life. Oh, in that church, you don't even have to laugh with people. Do you laugh with people? You burn your face and I won't want to laugh with you. See, let us always understand that all these things, we can give them out. If you want people to do it back to you, do it to someone. Now, money is not the only thing you give. Give kindness. Give, in fact, give attention to life as well. First Timothy 4, 13 to 15. Give attention to life, to matters of life. Pay attention. You are giving. Life will pay you back what you give to life. Life will pay us back what we give to life. If we don't pay attention to life, life won't pay attention to us. So it's not just money. When we talk about giving, we are not just saying, oh, only money. Oh, want to collect offering. No, we are talking about other things that makes life beautiful. Learn how to give. Maintain friendship. Keep friends. Let's, 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 let's be good to one another. Let's give sacrificially. Let's give generously. So that others can also return the same gesture back to us. Of course, I'll read from Second Chronicle. I mean, Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 to 7, message version, and we'll be done for this morning. Hallelujah. Remember, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 to 7. Remember, a stingy planter gets what? A stingy crop. A lavish planter gets a lavish crop. I want each of you to look, I mean, to take plenty of time to think it over. And that's my advice to you this morning as well. And make up your own mind. That you will give. That will protect you against sub stories and arm twisting. God loves it when the giver delights in the giving. When you do it cheerfully, King James says, a cheerful giver, God loves. Say, he that sweat sparingly will also receive sparingly. What does he mean? You spear some out, you give some. That was exactly what Cain did. Cain speared some and gave some sparingly. When the return will come to it, it will be sparingly. That's what the scripture says. It will spear some too and give some, you know, just take and go. Well, whenever I want to give, let's do it generously from the depth of our heart. And the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. Give what you want to people and life will return it back to you. Uh, the, the other boy said sometimes ago that he loved to give people, love to give, the, the best he was given was tie. And giving tie. And giving tie. How many of us have heard that story before? He was giving tie. What was he getting back? Ties. Ah, he said he was wondering why ties only. Okay, change it to shoes. And he started giving shoes out. And shoes out. Guess what he was getting back? Shoes. Because it is whatever you give. He says with the, with the measure, with what you measure to people, he said for with the same measure shall People use and measure it back to you. Luke chapter 6, verse 38. And they said, he now hyped it up to, okay, I want to start giving cars. It wasn't that he was having enough. In fact, there was one of his Pajero that he said he gave out. His driver was crying the day they gave out that car. He said, his driver was literally crying. I said, Daddy, what are you doing? Why? He said, the Lord said I should give this out to that man of God. And he gave it out. Of course, you know how many things will come. But it's not tired. It's not sure anymore. It's something that you give. Give, and it shall be given to you. Shall we rise up on our feet because of our time? Ask the Lord this morning for an encounter. Lord. We hope you were blessed by that teaching. 
For further inquiries, please visit our website, www.rccgppp.org. You can also check us on Facebook and on YouTube at rccgpppsk, on Instagram and Twitter at rccgppp. If you are within the city of Regina, Canada, you can join us in person at 1771 Bond Street, S4N, 1X7 for a refreshing time in God's presence.